Hallelujah. Shall we give it to God? Amen. Please kindly take your seats in higher places. And um, thank you very much, Mr. President. Thank you very much, Glenda, who suffers so much to get me here. And thank, oh, thank you to all of you for um, this evening. I want to give God a hand again for your lives and for this opportunity. Shall we pray? Father, we want to thank you this evening. Thank you that you have brought us once again to your presence. And you are here to, to teach us your word. I empty myself and I ask that you come and take preeminence and speak through me to your people. We thank you so much, Holy Ghost. Lead us. Lead us. Lead us. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I want to bring you greetings from Cedar Mountain Chapel, um, the Summit of God, and also from Reverend Dr. Stephen Yenison Wingham for um, the opportunity also. I want to say a big thank you to the President, the Secretary, and the Executive, and every, all of you for this opportunity that has been given to me again. And uh, I must also say that I'm a bit, uh, I'm sorry also for the time. I was here quite early, but I misplaced the route, so I was caught up somewhere, and so you had to wait for me. I'm to speak this evening, and I'm, I just want to have an exhortation with you, because I have some very few minutes to speak with you. When I received a call about a week ago to come and speak on the Great Commission, which is one of the things, the topics that excites me the most, I told them that, yes, I would come. Because it's one of the things that moves me. If you've if you know, you known me for a while now, it moves me a lot when we come talking about the Great Commission. So I, I, I started speaking to God that what at all do you want me to share with your people, because the Great Commission is a subject that has been spoken about many times, many times, especially in the environment in which we are in. And so to say that many a people have spoken about the Great Commission to us, or we have an idea about what the Great Commission is, is an understatement. At least, if you do a survey or a research here, about 99, almost um, 100% of us at least know what the Great Commission is. But the, the irony also is that it is one of the concepts that has the least of results. Yes, talk about success. Yes, talk about um, um, what um, anything that you can you, you, we get to know about the Bible. What I will encourage us about. We are able to practice that. But the practice of the Great Commission is much talked about, but with least results. The other topics that are just sparsely being talked about, or that are often not talked about, yet that is more, giving more prominence. And that is what is, I want to draw attention to. 
So the Great Commission, what is it at all? What is the Great Commission? And just as um, our brother explained, the Great Commission was the words that Jesus Christ gave us when he was almost about to go. That was the last words of Jesus in the book of John, uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to verse 19. It's a very common scripture, so I don't want to read that. And I expect, I know that most of us have read it. If you read the scriptures, he said that, go ye into the world and preach the gospel. And he says you should uh, baptize them in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Now, if you look at all the scriptures, that was the very first time Jesus invoked the, the, the triune God or the Trinity in, every, in all his encounters. There has not been a mention about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It was at the Great Commission, when he was talking about the Great Commission, which were his last, his very last words. And so it tells us that it is something that is at the very heart of Jesus. Nothing excites him, nothing moves him, but the Great Commission. But that is just an introduction. What I'm speaking today is that the Great Commission, the basis of our relevance, the Great Commission, the basis of our Relevance. The relevance as Christians, the basis of we being relevant as Christians is the Great Commission. Take out the Great Commission. Take out the issue of the Great Commission and we are irrelevant. We don't, we don't befit. We don't qualify to even exist. We exist and the basis of our existence is because of the Great Commission. Now, let's look at the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. And I want to, I want, uh, that's my, my base scripture. Matthew 5 verse 16. It says, And ye are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a, a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on the stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, you, you are the light. In the same way, your light must shine. Just a minute. In the same way, your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. So Jesus said that as believers, we are the light of the world. Now, when you, as you can see all of us here, you can see me, or I'm able to read because there is light. So it means that the entire world is very dark. It is Christians who are providing the light for everyone to be able to see. Now, if I drove in and I came to park here and there was no light, I would not be able to see you. I am able to see and speak to you because there is this light. So if this light gets, goes off, it means that it will not be able to provide, it will not be able to enable me to be able to come here. Then this particular light is not relevant, it's not needed, because it's supposed to have provided light, but it cannot provide light. So when I see it, I will not even see it again. But when it is shining, as long as it's shining, I will see it, because it is providing light. Now Jesus said that you are the light of the world. It says that for, for your light is supposed to shine. So people could see. In other words, you, your existence is supposed to make people 
see. People be able to see God. People will be able to see liberation. People will be able to see salvation. That is the essence of your, your life. And he said that if anybody who lights a candle, you are expected to put the candle on top of a particular place that is expected to give light to everyone. Now, he says, you don't put it under the bowl. So as a Christian, if you are living your life and there is no light in you, there is no direction, which is the gospel of Christ, people seeing the gospel in you, if that is not there, it means that you are actually kept under a bowl, you, your, your influence and your relevance is no, more, is no more seen and felt, and so you are irrelevant. And so the basis of our relevance is the light. Tell me who is a Christian, and I'll tell you someone who is shining. Tell me where is the bulb, or where is the, where is the connection to the light. And I'll tell you that this is the very white one that is providing illumination that makes me see. So as long as I cannot see you, then you don't exist. So tell me a Christian that does not share the gospel of light. And, and let, let me tell you that Christian who is, who doesn't exist, who is not relevant. So the basis of our relevance is indeed from this scripture, the light which is the gospel of Christ. Now, I know most of us understand when we talk about the light because I believe that there are two forms in which we can actually manifest this light. We can manifest this light by our own life and the way we live. And we can manifest this light by our declaring, by proclaiming the gospel. And so the Bible said that for anybody who lights a candle, he does not put it under a bowl, but he puts it at the lampstand that it will provide light for everyone. The Bible said Jesus called you. If you read the book of John, chapter 15, verse 16, he said, for you did not call me, but I have called you. So Jesus called you. So in the same way, he has lit you. Because most of us were not, we were, we were just nowhere. You were just walking somehow, somewhere. And by the grace of God, he lit you up. He called you. You did not call him. You did not light yourself. He lit you. And he did that because he wanted to project you in, in, on a lampstand. Lampstand in the house. Lampstand in that classroom. Lampstand in that, in that, um, 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 WhatsApp group. Lampstand in that study group. Lampstand in that, um, organization. Lampstand in whichever sphere that you find yourself. You are a lampstand. You are supposed to radiate something that is the word of God and the gospel. You know, it's just so exciting that sometimes as Christians, if we actually manifest that light, you don't need to go around telling people that you're a Christian. Your everything of yours speaks about the gospel. It speaks about Christ. And you, you and I know how the, Christ, the word Christians came about. Bible said they looked like what? Christ. So they said these people are Christians. So are you actually under a, under a bowl or you are on a lampstand as far as the gospel light is concerned? Bible said that he says, you did not choose me but I have chosen you that you would bear fruits and that your fruits should last. And so that is, that is what is making us more relevant. And I want to challenge all of us seated here that if ever there is something that you would want to connect well and well and become more relevant, it is the great commission. There's no time for me, but I would have gone to say something that one of the things that makes people shine as Christians 
is the Great Commission. Now, as much as you shine in with that light, it's not only in the, in, I mean, in the Christian circles alone, but even in the world of work, you will automatically shine. Because it's a gospel of what? Of light. I want us to look about, look, take a look at three basic things or three prerequisites that we need to actually have such that we can, we can manifest this relevance. We can manifest this relevance. And the first thing is adaptability. The first prerequisite in manifesting that relevance in the Great Commission is adaptability. And how do we, de- how do we say that? We are living in a time that it has become more sophisticated to communicate this gospel, to manifest this light, and to let people see Christ in you. It's become more sophisticated. The Bible said that even in those times, Paul and Paul could just preach and their, their shadows would just go, I mean, people would just get, get born again. People, their shadows would heal the sick. People would just follow them. They would just say, there's no question about it. Today, it's not the same thing. In the days of old, in the, in the 90s, they could hold a crusade, just preach the gospel. People would come and fall down. Today, you, if you stand here and preach, people will look at you because they've seen it over and over again. So it has become more what? sophisticated. So for you to be relevant and to be able to make the Great Commission more relevant in your life, then one of the things is that you must, be, you must adapt. And the word is what? Adaptability. Because you cannot go, you cannot manifest that light the same way you did it some five, seven, seven years ago. Because things have changed. You must also adapt to that situation. So as an, as AGCM, the way you went about evangelism, the way you went about the Great Commission some few years back, it has, if you have to be relevant, you cannot go the same way and expect the same results. Indeed, it is Jesus who gives the result. But the presentation and the packaging of it as well would also go a long way to help you see the results. You must adapt. If you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22, Paul said, To the weak, I become weak. So to win the weak, I have become all things to all people so that by all means possible, I might win them. So in our time, you must become as what people are. In a sense, the way they expect things to, they, they see things, you must see things the way they see things in order to win them. You cannot, if you know that in that WhatsApp group, you cannot just go every morning and say, praise God, hallelujah. You are sh-. They, they, will not, they will not mind you. You cannot go and say, look, John 3.16, for God so loved the way. Every day you are putting scriptures. You have seen it. It's too much. Scriptures, almost every day, almost every platform, they share scriptures. So you will not be relevant. You cannot just actually win them. But you must adapt. What are the, tra- the things that are very trendy that you can pick up to be able to win them? In fact, in our church for the last six months of the year, we've declared that as a year, I mean a period to actually go out once again and flood the community. And you know what we're doing? Different forms. Yesterday we're having a chat. And a gentleman said, he just decided he could drive, he has a car, but he just decided to invite somebody. And then, so he met him somewhere, you know, took him, took him for lunch. And then after, after lunch, he brought him in the morning. No, sorry, I think for breakfast. In the morning. Then he brought him for the second service around 10 o'clock. And sent the person. Now, when the person came during the service, pastor made an altar call 
He didn't know how the guy got out there. So when they closed, the guy said, you know what? I didn't even know how I came. But the message that came from the pulpit, I could not stand. The guy walked in and came and prayed to receive Christ. And last Sunday was new joiners. That's one of the ways we want to we, we use. We said we want to have new joiners. So we, de- we designed, um, got some powerful lunch, packed nicely. So after church, those of you who were in church last Sunday, we met all new joiners and first-timers. We gave them a good treat. Pastor had almost 45 minutes, best one-on-one on them with them. The gentleman was there. When he finished, he says he wrote his name. He's going to become a member. The guy just decided that he called him, says, I'll promise you breakfast, and then took him to a certain place in East Legon. After that, he got him to church. He, he, he repented. He had a testimony yesterday. There are several ways. I'm not saying that maybe you can go and do that. But in your own way, acts of kindness is one of the, uh, the things you can adapt and you can actually go ahead and be relevant and be able to minister and win people for Christ. And let me share with you, you are students. So when you talk about kindness, it's, it's not, we see it in a very big way. You have to get some money and buy something. No! Kindness can be just, 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 just taking a walk with someone. The person wants to, to do something. Just even giving your own time to someone is kindness. You know, sparing your, um, I don't know what to um, say, maybe your, you have a certain kind of, even let's say a poor, very nice one. You think that Charlie, this particular thing there, yeah, it will come. Then you call the guy. Maybe you're not friends. But you just call him, say, you know what? I've got ABCD, I want to share with you. Or, or maybe you are going to buy something, very nice one, which you could use on your own, and you try to share with somebody. Now, when you do that, certainly you win them. There are various ways we can use. So you must adapt. Paul said what? I become weak that I can win them. You can become anything so that you can win them. Of course, that's not to say that you should go and join them and do what they do. Because when you do that, you will not be able, uh, you will not be able to actually win them the way uh, or the, the proper way in which you are supposed to win them. But become all things to all people in order to win them. Adapt to their ways, and to, to, to their way of seeing things. Adapt such that they can connect with you. It can be acts of kindness. It can be um, by electronic. It can be in person. It can be different ways. But one thing that we always depend on the Holy Ghost for is that as far as the Great Commission is concerned, if you actually want to depend on him, he will give you more ideas, so much ideas that you will not even know how to go around it. And by, by the time you realize, you are able to win them for Christ. So one of the prerequisites is adaptability. Be able to adapt to your environment. Study them. What do they, you think they, that, that they want? It could be people in your, in, your, in your hometown or your home or your classroom or your, uh, your hostel. Whichever area you find them. Just identify them. Find out what can I do that will touch their hearts. And the Holy Ghost will give, them, give you the grace and you will be able to do that. Now, point number two in making the Great Commission relevant is advancement. Advancement. You must advance. Because even in the world of, in, 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 I mean, in the business world, we expect that you advance in which, even your skill. The way I, 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 I went about my work some two years ago, I'm not expected to be in the same way even now. So even as you advance with the Great Commission, and even as you continue in the Great Commission, you must advance to be to, to stay relevant. 
they must advance. And how do you advance? There are several ways you can advance the gospel. And I know most people, you know, have this idea that, you know, I will do what I have to do, and I will go around, I mean, just uh, meet as much as I can. But, you know, the results of it is, is up unto God to do that. So, every now and then, there's no preparation. There is no proper strategic planning as to how you can go around to win somebody. Sometimes we think that it is just business as usual. But you must sit down and take that as an, uh, let's say, as AGCM. Take a stock of what is going on the campus. What is, what is more, what is more uh, um, moving such that when I go, within a period, I'm able to get a number of people to minister to. So you must sit down. You must be strategic about it. Before you can advance, you must be strategic. Even in your own personal life, if you're not strategic, you will always remain at one place. And even in the, in, in, in the marketplace as well, if you're not strategic, you will be in, at work for almost five, six years and you have the same skill because you are not advancing. You must make sure that you can do that. And some of the things are what? Number one is prayer. Prayer. Prayer alone. I know people don't understand about that. Paul, uh, Paul says something in the book of Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 3, verse um, 1. He says, pray for us that we may have the grace to spread or to advance the gospel. You must pray for us that we might have the grace to what? To advance the gospel. So even prayer alone is one of the ways you can advance the gospel. Giving towards missions, towards the Great Commission, is a way you can advance it. You can do that. You know, some of us are so busy, we cannot do that. But come to church and say, oh, I have just 50 cities. Yesterday we had a program at church, and we said that if you can devote 5% of your salary between, January, between July till uh, December, and just give it to a Great Commission, just do that. The number of people that came up, it doesn't mean that they have a lot of money. Now, what happens is that you may not get the time. All I have spoken about, you can't get time, the time to do it, but you still want to advance the course. Now, giving that money would allow AGCM to organize that big program for that brother or that sister to come in here. Now, when there is an account in heaven, your name is connected because you gave towards it. You prayed for them. You spend time to pray for souls. You know, every now and then people come in to AGCM to worship with you. And they leave their, their contacts and they go. They don't come here again. You can pick that list. I want to advance it. And you start praying about that. I, I, I mean, believing God for them. By the time you realize that those people will come to church. And when there's an account in heaven, your name would never, never be missing. Because you play the role also towards the advancement of the kingdom. So for you to stay, to be relevant, to make the Great Commission very relevant, you must advance it in different forms. By giving, by, pray, by prayer, and any other ways you can strategically think and bring about more results. That is one of the ways also you can advance the, 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 the Great Commission. The last point is achievement. So the first one is adaptability. The second one is advancement. The third one is achievement. Now, when we were in, great, when we were in um, the, the Campus Crusade for Christ at the time, we had a slogan that said that success in witnessing is taking the initiative to share um, Christ in the power of the Holy Ghost 
and leaving the results to God. That was our slogan. So we're not too much bothered about whether people have responded or not. So we go and just spread the gospel and we come back and we are all, we, we leave everything back to God. Yes, that's fine. But there is need for results. So until you are able to achieve and ensure that someone remains, you are, I mean, your, your gospel is not relevant. It is not relevant to God at all until you bring the person here. Because he says what? He says that I have selected you and I have chosen you to bear fruits that will last. It means that the fruit must stay. It must remain. So if you have been, you have been um, going for missions since you came to, if you are in 400, at least you have been there for about three years. If you are in level 100, maybe you are yet coming. Or you, whilst you were home, you were involved in the Great Commission. And you cannot, you cannot, even as I now think about either one person you have brought to, then it means that you have to think about it again. Because the Bible says what? He expects you to achieve results. You must make sure that for you to be relevant, to make that Great Commission more relevant, you must achieve, you must ensure that there is results. You must, you must make sure your efforts, I mean, there is something that you can think about. Because he says what? You must make sure that your fruits, the fruits that you will bear, will remain. So for you to stay relevant, one of the prerequisites is that you must achieve. The book of um, um, John, chapter 10, verse 16. He says, and I have other sheep that are not in this fold. I must bring them also. And they will see, and they will listen to my voice, and they will become the flock with one shepherd. This was Jesus who was saying that I must do. He didn't say I will. He says, I have other sheep that are not in this fold. I must bring them. So Jesus said, I have other sheep who are not with me. I must bring them. So it means that he, he is actually looking for results. He is looking for achievement. He says, until I bring them back and they hear and listen to me and become part of this flock, then I am not relevant. Jesus said that. So it means that for you, make that a target. That until I get a brother. I always say something that, you know, we have um, core and we, we have a core and we have major. Yes. So you do a core subject and you have a major subject that you do. Or the courses that you do which are peculiar to what you chose or you selected to do. Or I mean, over here. You understand that? For the, the core ones, it's a general thing. You do very generally. But the major, you spend time and you go detail. There is a lot of uh, details in that concept that you are learning. So it means that for me, I believe that you can go, you can do both core and major in the Great Commission. And this is how, what I mean by that. You can decide that for this semester, I have two people who are going to be on my resort until I get them into church. Father, I will not give you rest. This person, I won't give him rest. I will continue to flood him with flyers. I will continue to give him messages and invitations to church until I get him. Both prayer, both kindness. When you continue to pursue every, I mean, every now and then, you will get the results. And one thing is that if you got one person to church, it's even better than if you go around and preach about thousand to thousand people who have not believed. So for you to be relevant, you must achieve results with a great commission. You must be intentional and ensure that you can sit back and see. Because he says what? You have, you must bear fruits. And you must make sure that your fruits, you don't just bear them, but those fruits remain. And that as you continue in your journey, 
in, in, in your outreach, in your proclamation, you must come to a point where, yes, you can say that, yes, indeed, I have been able to bring someone who is also in church today, who is also winning more souls for Christ, then there is that intentionality, and then you can say that, yes, you are relevant. And so, um, for you to be relevant, you must be, you must adapt to the times, you must advance the gospel, and you must ensure that you achieve results. Even as I conclude, one of the things that always challenges me everywhere I, I am is that I don't just want to live my life anyhow. I want such that when I am not alive, Jesus can say that, come into me because you have done A, B, C, D. But when you are not alive, and it's just because you came to this world, you were, you were a manager here, you, were, you managed that, you managed that, you achieved that, you raised that, you chopped this feet, and you cannot boast of a soul as a Christian. You have actually failed because you can't go to heaven with, with, with those achievements, with those academic laurels. You can only go to heaven with a soul. You can only go to heaven and receive crowns because you advance the great commission. Get that into your, I mean, get charged with that and take that as a personal thing. You know, when Jesus met, when he was about to go and Peter, and uh, he met Peter and, uh, Peter and the disciples, he says, he asked Peter three times, that, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, you know, I love you. He asked him three times. And the last one, he said what? Feed my flock. Because that is the only thing that excites, that moves him. You can do anything in church. But the one that moves Jesus is the Great Commission. And I want to ask you this question this um, evening. That are you relevant? Are you relevant? If you are relevant, it's indeed the Great Commission is, some, is that which makes you relevant. But what is the status of your performance as far as the Great Commission is concerned? Since you got born again, since you got into this school, what I mean, personal steps have you taken? You can only become more relevant if the Great Commission is part of you. And how can you do that? You can only also do that and achieve if you are able to adapt, if you are intentional and strategic to advance the Great Commission, and if you ensure that all that you have done, you have achieved results. That is when you actually become relevant. And may God give us more grace that as we advance our, in our studies, we'll pick this up and become more relevant. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we bow our heads? The basis of my existence as a light is to provide that light to others. Is to let the gospel spread that will make you more more, more known to people that people will get saved because of me. And so give me the grace, give me the power that I can advance the Great Commission and become more relevant. Just lift up your voice right now and tell the Lord, speak to God right now in your heart and ask the Lord to give you the grace that you can be more relevant. Just speak to God right now. Just speak to God right now. Just speak to God right now. Just ask the Lord that you want to be more relevant. You want to advance the gospel. You want to adapt. You want to achieve results. You want to advance it. He should give you the grace to be able to do that. Just speak to God right now. Alright. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you so much this evening. We are grateful for all that you have done today. We ask the Lord, 
as your people have heard your word, let the Spirit enable us and cause us to be more relevant and be awakened to the things that you have ordained us, you have commanded us, that we shall take this great commission assignment, we shall adapt to the situation, we shall be strategic, and we will, we should, we will be able to achieve results. We thank you, Father, and we bless your most holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.